0: Welcome to episode 145 of Drew's Sports Crew here on this Sunday night. Myself, Drew Skyper, bringing you yet another episode here in the Wisconsin sports world. And look, we're eight days away from Christmas. Um, at the holidays, we're getting there. And just wilder wild, right? I mean, the sports, the, the calendar itself, right? Year-round, year just overall sports too, right? Just interesting to see all all the different sports and at what point of the year we're at impacts what we're talking about. Right. And this point we're near the end, already the NFL regular season, that always blows my mind. Like in the regular season goes so fast, it feels like, and then, but yet you think about it, we've been doing this, you know, we've been talking about right, Packers opened up mid September, early September. Um, And then preseason games in August. It's just it's a longer season, that feels like. But then hockey goes forever, it feels like October to like April, May. And it feels like it's just a long season. Um, but yeah, we're here, and that's right, we're we're in winter, so that means it's basketball and football. Right? As I have the Sunday night game up here, it's Ravens versus Jaguars. 10-0 Jaguars are or Ravens are up right now, rather. Um but look, football. I, I don't know if it was just me. So, I right, Packer Week 15 recap. Um, I think this was one of their worst losses of the year. Maybe, like, like in terms of, I don't know about, like, if they played. Like, I think Detroit was probably the worst, like, they've played in a game this year. Um, honestly, yeah, yeah, Detroit. Detroit's got to be it, that Thursday night one. You know, it was only 34-20. But, like, this one just felt bad. And as this one was also thirty four twenty, this one's second to it. uh, Just a really disappointing loss today. We'll we'll recap that, and then of course we'll talk about the Bucks. They had a great week, um, as I predicted. I did have them potentially losing, and it wasn't like me, you know, run for the Bucks to lose. It's just making my predictions. I was like, okay, back to back. We're starting to see. Adrian Griffin not handled back to backs as we may have thought. Uh, we're seeing him, right? He comes from a Raptor background, the Nick Nurse coaching tree. That's what I'll call it. Um, he comes from that, and they didn't rest their starters. They played, right, 30, 38 to 40 minutes a game for the starters, night in, night out. And so far, we're starting to see more of the Nurse style than what we saw with Mike um over these past four or five years before. Um, seeing what, what we have from Griffin, but it's been, been interesting. We'll talk about the ball saga. It's, it's a weird one. It's definitely one we haven't, I haven't seen before. Um And we'll, we'll talk through those uh, going through schedule notes here. Um Nothing changing too much Wednesday, 4. PM. Um Then what will we'll change. I, I don't know if I'll be recording on Christmas Eve. I'm fine with it. Um Just, you know, how it usually hits on Monday. I, you know make it a christmas episode it's kind of tough because like you all right we'll, we'll be with our with loved ones and family and so wait i'm waiting to think christmas on a monday just kind of throws throws the schedule off uh i'm planning for journey million still on next wednesday um i'll keep you all posted on that but next night yeah next week's is tbd um and then wisconsin sports spotlight it's not going away or anything it wasn't just a one one and done thing it's just um i'm noticing as as i have with the college athletes spotlight as well like that's been that's been a, how it is is where right we get to the holiday months and it, it's tough to get guests you know tough to find some time especially on a weekend um is when we want to do it when people right people have other things going on so um just as it was with the college athletes Valley last year, where in December, I really didn't have a whole lot of guests going on. Uh, the Wisconsin sports spotlight, um, is, has been like that, but, um, it's not going away after an episode. I do have plans and guests in mind. So, um, just probably going to wait until a new year, um, though, uh, to, to start executing that because as I said, the holidays, right. Christmas on a Monday, just that time of year. So that's, most of my announcements at Drew Sports Crew, Instagram, X and TikTok, and then of course YouTube, Drew Sports Crew. The shorts handle is at Drew Sports Crew. So technically you could use that one as well. Um, and again, if you want to check out the shorts and TikTok and Reels, right? One one a day challenge throughout the whole year. Um, only a few more days left here. Um, but I am recapping NFL like the week by week. Uh, of course, our bucks. Packer brewer content, not a whole lot of brewer content right now, but the Packers player of the game, right? Who was Dontavian Wicks today, and then the Bucks doing players of the week, prediction challenge. Um, so things like that. So go check that out if you you haven't, if you're just checking out episodes, but um, keep those in mind. Let's go into it now. Packers, um, yeah, one uh, up there, up there with the Buccaneer or. They lost to the Buccaneers up there, of course, with the Detroit loss is what I'm referring to. But wow, that was this was a frustrating one. Um Where do I start? I mean, Baker Mayfield had himself a day. I think. Like I, I know people are like, "Oh my gosh, the Packers got cooked by Baker Mayfield." I don't know if that's the approach I'd say. I think for me, the big thing was this: he threw for three hundred eighty-one yards, like. Yes, they did get cooked and torched by him, but he's been solid this year. Um, I, I don't think you know, I don't want to discredit how Baker Mayfield's performed. He's performed a lot better than people think. Like he's been he's been around league average, if not slightly, slightly above. Like I he's right around that 16, you know. Um I often talk on the show, it feels like for NFL or even my week by week um ranking teams without knowing the next one. Um that I referred to before. Um, I often try to think of QBs, you know, where like like the quadrants, right? So like one through eight, nine through, you know, sixteen and going like the thinking like that for me. Um, and I think Mayfield, you know, could be one of the last guys in that second quadrant. Or, you know what I mean? When I say quad four, makes sense. So, um, When I think of it like that, I think, you know, I I would consider him near that spot um, based on his performance. I think Jordan Love's in a similar range. And again, Love today, 29-39, 284 yards passing, two touchdowns. Love Love didn't play bad. No, I don't want to go there, but I don't think he played bad at all. Um, But this is um, one where I click on Facebook and I see the top post – Fire Joe Barry. Barry, you know, this is this is Barry's time to go. Or if I go on X, it's um try not to tweet, you know, um, fire Joe Barry. And I'd be shocked if they made a move tomorrow. Uh, mind you. Could happen. I mean, I wouldn't rule it out. Um this point in the year though, week fourteen I don't know. I you know, it might be a parting ways at the end of the year, maybe, but four hundred and fifty two yards allowed. You know, is Brandon Staley coaching this defense. He was the, the Chargers' course coach, of course. Mm-hmm. I say was. We talked about that in journey a million, but look, this was this was a bad one. I was against Chris Godwin in one of my leagues in fantasy, and it was like really ten receptions, one fifty-five, and I wouldn't even say you know like he, some people were like, okay, Jair was out. That maybe that's why he's been out the last six weeks. No, this this wasn't a Jair Alexander thing. This was a, this defense got sauced thing um and for the defense right he baker only had 28 pass attempts but the packers defense got five sacks so it on that end it it was a pleasant surprise they had that fumble recovery um stokes was back today he didn't have a great day in my opinion um they, they were able to keep Mike Evans out of it for the most part. I mean, he still had a touchdown, four for 57. You know, he played great, but it was really, you know, Godwin almost had a 50% target share kind of thing. Um, or did he? No, yeah, he almost did. Um, but, you know, Rashad White, they couldn't stop him on the ground either. It was, it was frustrating. The running game had... You know, they miss Dylan as much as I've been a critic of A.J. Dillon. Uh, Aaron Jones did great in his 13 carries. He looked good and looked explosive. I mean, he had that one for 20. Uh, but I don't even know if you, you, you can't blame the offense at this point. If you give up 34, uh, Packers definitely should have put some points up on the board. That first drive was good and then didn't end well. Um, you know, the play calling was where I went on that one. It was, okay, you run it the first three times. What are you going to do play for? pass we like well they're in there going for fourth down like it was it was i think everybody in the building knew they were going to pass the football there and i was talking with zach about it too and it was like okay yeah it's pretty obvious what we're gonna see there and i don't know there's just missing depth behind patrick taylor uh was the other one kenny and drake got a carry like what like why <laughs> a lot of questions um what, what i'm most depressed about was okay we we know Jordan Lowe has thrown to a lot of young receivers this year, but I've been impressed with those young receivers. Dontavian Wicks, player of the game. Um, I just see a touchdown here in this in this Jay War game. You probably know about it. Well, you would know about it. Um watching, but I just saw so that's so a 10-6 right now. Um, but anyways, Dontavian Wicks, six of ninety-seven. Um crazy. He played very well today. Um, I felt you know, he's seven targets. Uh, I just think utilizing him in right maybe not even being that east and west kind of guy that we think of with Jaden Reed. Uh, I mean, that's that was the that was the pro the tape showed that that was what he was as a prospect, you know. Uh, using Wicks as more not even a vertical threat, but just being able to use him in a lot of different ways um, in the receiving game. Definitely pleased with that. We didn't have any of those Jaden Reed specials. Um, so, I mean, they chose to ran against a Giants like four or five times and it stopped working. Well, you wonder why it stopped being the cool thing. Everyone on film keyed on it, on it. but the guy who I was most impressed with, who I wanted to give the player, the player game to, was Tucker Craft. Man, I, I was very high on him coming out. Um, I had a mock to the Packers, actually, so I, I went and did like where I would – I didn't do a full, full mock draft of every round, but for the Packers I did. I just was like, who would I want here? So mine had like had, you know Brian Branch with Detroit right now, first year player out of Alabama, uh very good player, safety. Um, was the guy I was looking at in the second round. But then also, um, in, in come round three was Tucker Kraft. Uh looking at how Kraft was, I thought he was a tight end they were gonna get. Um, and they actually did draft him, but like I thought he was gonna be the guy. Um, I liked him as a pass catcher, liked him as a blocker. Um, there's definitely some work on the blocking side, I felt. Um, and you know, they draft both of them. Luke Musgrave too. Musgrave's great. I'm not like, but I just preferred Kraft at where he would have been at value wise was was my whole thing. And looking at both of them, obviously Musgrave moving forward, like Musgrave out of out of colleges was the better prospect. There's no denying that. But I wonder, you know, rest of the year here, how Kraft's performing. I wonder if that's going to influence. I want to see what the target share is when Luke Musgrave comes back in this in this. Uh, Packer offense I think it's going to be an interesting one Um, Romeo Dobbs is another guy who we talked you know is pretty inconsistent in terms of receiving output, and usually he's very touchdown dependent today no touchdowns three for 30 Uh, caught all three targets but just didn't see him a lot out there Um, so that was that was that Jane Reed had a crazy catch that was good to see Um, but I don't know. I thought this Packer game was very disappointing. Otherwise, especially on the defensive side, uh, they allowed some. They allowed the big plays. They did everything you didn't want to see. Allowed big plays. Allowed some big runs. Um, Godwin. They got torched by um, Baker Mayfield. I, I just want to read his stat line again. It's perfect passer rating, by the way. Um, it was twenty-two of twenty-eight, three eighty-one, four touchdowns, zero picks. Those five stacks di- were the were the thing, and of course that fumble too. But other than that, crazy game for uh Baker Mayfield. And moving forward, um, this was this this one hurt. I mean, the Packers odds, it was 20, it's now 26% or something. If they would have won this, it would have been like 64, 76, 70, it was one of those two numbers. Um this one, this one hurt. Um, because it was the Rams, right? The Rams uh take that spot now. Packers have head head over them, but now they get they get pushed back a lot. Barring how Seattle plays, too, it's going to be interesting tomorrow night. Um, but So they do have it over the Saints, but the Saints won today. The Rams won today. So 7-7 th- seven and seven now is the record you need. Packers don't have that. They have the tiebreaker over Rams and Saints, over head-to-head. But now they get pushed down to the, the 11. And the Giants did lose, though, so they would have got pushed down even farther. Bears did lose, too. Um, but we're getting almost to the point where it's like, are you in it or not? Are you gonna get eliminated or not? And they play Carolina next week. It's like, okay, they play at Carolina. Um, if the Packers lose that one, and I'm not gonna be not gonna try to be negative here. Though. I mean, they just came off a win today. Carolina did they beat they beat Atlanta to a, a many, the surprise of many. That game was just sloppy. Was, was it nine seven? That game was brutal. Or um i was i was watching highlights before and i was like wow um there's a reason this this game after fees even or those tickets you could win for under ten dollars like this one was was something um but the packers uh, they they gotta win that one um carolina now two wins um if you want to make any sort of noise um moving forward um at this point right we talk about influencing the draft order that that's what the, all this is going to do. Uh, if they don't make the playoffs, um, just tough, uh, Minnesota losing, no helps, um, bears losing everybody on division lost except Detroit. Uh, I don't know, like this, just a frustrating day to be a Packer fan. I'd say, especially on the defensive side. Um, but the past, just the pass, right? It's been the pass defense this at, at points this year where it feels the team has gone weak. Hasn't really even been the run. I mean, the run defense has been mid to bottom um, as it's been the last few years, but it hasn't been like glaring. You know, you know. I think they, they've addressed that part of the of the defense, but right now we're seeing the pass game just getting lit up. So. That's, that's where I'm at with the Packers. How about we talk about the Milwaukee Bucks? How about them? Um, very good week. Bucks are back. They sweep the week. I mean, um, again, not to play devil's advocate or anything, but this was one of the easiest, if not the easiest, th- this was the easiest stretch of the season the Milwaukee Bucks had. And it continues uh, Tuesday and Thursday. I alluded a little bit to it. They play San Antonio on Tuesday at home, and then they play Thursday at, at home against Orlando. So it's this stretch, again, of a bunch of home games. Um, and it worked out, too, because they had that in-season tournament stretch, too. They kind of got because they were able to host there, too. So they ended up ha- having really a stretch of two, well, excluding that in-season tournament uh, semifinal. They had a stretch of like eight home games. So it's crazy the stretch they got, but they win the week. Um, and the bucks, I want to preface Monday with, right. Um, the game goes in overtime again, again, against Chicago. They blow another lead late. They did against Chicago the week before, right. They lose. Um, and then also, um, yeah, it was the Caruso one too. Um, but what I'm talking about, yeah, that Caruso against Chicago where he had that crazy shot. But, but they blow the lead that the Bucs do on Monday. So um, at they end up winning overtime, they come out. This team seems to either not be able to hold leads well or, like, overcome big problems. Like like the game against Portland where they, had a, they overcame the largest deficit in franchise history. Things like that. So you come into Wednesday's game against the Pacers who you just lost to, right. There, this, there's some antics, right. We know it. Tyrese Halliburton said it was Dame time and all that good stuff. And so we come into this Wednesday game. You, you knew that it was going to be an intense game um, from the get go. And, and sure enough, it was uh, Bobby Porter getting some technicals, um, right. We had a little brawl, like a mini brawl. It wasn't really even a brawl, but you know what I'm saying? It was like that. Um, but then, right, the game's intense. Um, Giannis goes off uh, is what what really happened in this one. But near the end of the game, right, Pacers waved the white flag, as they call it, um, Rick Carlisle, their coach, right, they, they took out their starters. So it was the last couple of minutes. Um, and then what happened was the Bucks kept their starters in. So um, seeing that happen, definitely – it isn't a great we we know how that is that that's the classic, you know you see this in in high school all the time I think it's the one where I always think of where you see a team up by thirty you know or, or a team down by thirty rather takes it takes other starters puts in the guys and usually right that indicates the other team to call talk a whole time on doing not saying they have Adrian Griffin and them I have to call timeout but look Giannis played thirty seven minutes they, they let Giannis go for the record. Um Seas so, yeah, was out there even right last minute or so still playing out there, getting points up. Uh, it, it was ended up being a 14 point game, right? So uh Pacers were definitely upset about that after the game. You saw some people exchanging words, but the whole game ball thing Then it's uh who is the game ball. Um I actually don't really like, I know, I know the premise of the story and that's why I'm sharing, but th- did he officially get the game ball? Because what happened was right. They gave him a ball and he said it wasn't the game ball. That's why you see him running into the locker room or try to run the Pacers locker room, uh, because word was it was Oscar Sheway, right? He scored his first point. So the word was he that's why they got the game ball. Um try to give it to him. But um definitely seemed like some drama on the Pacers end and the Bucks end also. Um uh, and Rick Carlos Carlisle said after that was a big misunderstanding is what I saw. So um my my point is I don't know if it's officially resolved on on Giannis's end, but I, I think uh, moving forward here, this is just going to be a game uh, right with the Pacers now that you just circle because there's been this drama and it, we got a little rivalry going in Division Two, And the Pacers have been solid this year, but they're only a couple of games over 500. So it's not like they've been this crazy good team. Uh, this game was crazy, though, in terms of the Pacers, like in terms of like pace, like the, both these teams put up shots. The Pacers put up 100 shots. It's insane to me. Bucks put up, of course, a great deal, too. Giannis had 32 free throws in this one, 24-32. Uh, so his game was crazy. He only needed 28 shots, field goals to get to 64 points. Obviously, that excludes free, th- free throws, but he was crazy efficient, plus 29, plus 9. Four steals, one block, 14 boards. It was just nuts. Um, how he played in this one. Like he just was scoring every possession and and it felt they were able to take advantage of a younger, more inexperienced uh, Pacer team. But yeah, overall, uh, this, this ball debacle, um, not sure exactly how, how, how people are feeling about it now. Um, I felt like the media kind of like, like after it broke out, like it was crazy. Like everybody was understanding it, but like, everybody kept talking more about the ball part and not about like what actually happened. Like, right. We know, we know what Stanley with Oscar Sheboy. like it was it his or, and then that he didn't think it was the ball, but that's how it is. Um, that was just a crazy game. Um, overall on Wednesday that was, and then these last two, um, well, Houston's game was close as I, I predicted, um, this Detroit game, man. I'm feeling for Detroit. This is rough. Um, it was a blowout. It was their 23rd consecutive loss. I don't know what to say. Like, it was 43 20 end of one. Like it was it was rough for Detroit. It's just been a rough season. It's gonna be a rough season. Cades played well defensively, kind of concerned with him, but otherwise, man, this team, this team's rough. Um depth, bad. I, I don't know, like, no, I'm rough. <laughs> Houston, this game was a good one too, and then just ejections there at the end too. Um, but overall, this game, Dame time is is how I would sum it up. Right, we saw Dame go off, had double double, um, thirty nine or sorry, maybe twenty six points. Or right, it's Giannis. Where's, yeah, it was thirty nine. I was looking. Giannis's minutes matched Lillard's points. That's why I was, I was confused because I'm like, I thought I were at 39. Yeah, he put up 39-11, went nuts, three steals. Uh, it was the efficient Damian Lillard. We like this one. It was 11 for 19, 5 for 8 from 3. Um, made, made all the great shots, helped close out the game. Uh, Giannis played well, 26-17. Uh, did have six turnovers. Again, we talked about Giannis with the turnover bug. Um, but Bob, Bobby Portis has played a lot better this past week. I don't know if that that's helped with. Um, the whole situation also with Indiana Wednesday, but he's played a lot better. And going back even to the end season tournament, he was five for seven tonight, uh, 11 points, uh, six boards, played well offensively. Um, but they, the Bucks ran pretty thin thin tonight, so Bochan played 13, Payne played 11, Conte played 17, and then just a few other minutes sprinkled in, like it was pretty thin. Um, Like stars played a lot. Giannis played 39. Uh, Middleton's even getting back up there with 29 minutes Had 20 points tonight. Played also played good. I don't know. It was just a good win for the bucks against the Rockets who they beat by nine. Um, And the Rockets just had a balanced scoring attack. Like they had everybody in double digits, basically except Tate and um, Aaron holiday. So that's how that was. Um, I don't know. I was happy with the Bucks this week. How can you not be? They sweep it. Um, what are they? Game back of the play their game back of the one seed. Let me let me just double check this with all the tiebreakers. Game and a half back of the one seed. So they, they're 19 and 7. Celtics at 20 and 5. Celtics are still 14 and 0 at home. They are the only team undefeated at home. Just wanted to see. Bucks are 14 and 2 at home. So yeah, Bucks are right. In the two spot, they're a half game up on Philly. They're two and a half up on Orlando. That's what makes it sound a little tougher because Orlando's played well this year. Uh, they do have the four and 21 Spurs again. So that's going to be a nice, hopefully win for the Bucks. but they're slowly getting back into it. Now winning uh, four straight uh, looking well. Um, so that's how it is. And I talked about the schedule this week for the Bucks. I can reiterate it and I got, I'll have a post up of course, um, tomorrow of the Bucks prediction challenge, but San Antonio Tuesday, Orlando Thursday, the Knicks Saturday. So Knicks they play the twenty third at New York, and then they play them again on Christmas Day next Monday, and that's on ESPN the eleven a.m. Um, just my take is Christmas basketball NBA like Christmas basketball is great. I, I know that the right NFL is doing their whole thing, doing football on. It's probably a good journey to million topic, but you know they're doing their football on, on Christmas day. It's good. It's on Monday this year. Right. So Sunday's right there. The Christmas Eve, like why don't we separate them? I'm fine. Like I think NBA, um, like how they dominate Thanksgiving. Uh, when I say they, I'm talking about um, how the NFL does. right? It was great. I think, I think NBA should have Christmas. Uh, right. I think NBA Christmas basketball is always fun. And then for me, it's new year's day. It's college, it's college sports. It's college football, college basketball, always good games that day. And, so that that's my take on sports. What holidays they should have for what you know? Baseball gets the fourth. Baseball gets Labor Day, and of course the Memorial Day. So that's where I'm at. Um, but otherwise, that's gonna wrap it up here for myself, Drew Skyberg. Have a great week, everybody. All right, we're gonna we're getting to the holiday time. I'll see you all Wednesday at four o'clock with Jared and Zach for another episode of Journey to Million. But again, at True Sports Crew. Instagram, X, TikTok, Drew Sports Crew, YouTube, and Facebook. That's going to wrap it up here again for myself, Drew Skyberg, on this Sunday night. Thank you all for listening to yet another episode of Drew Sports Crew, the perfect podcast for you.